Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This podcast is sponsored by... Terraform Development is a Navajo and Hopi-owned engineering, architectural, and project management firm located in northern Arizona. The company has full-time staff and comprises of Navajo and Hopi employees. Terraform services include civil engineering, residential design, drone mapping, and project management on projects for your need. Terraform is a Priority One Navajo Certified Business and Hopi Business License Certified. Contact Terraform Development at T-E-R-R-A the number 4ORM.com and follow them on Instagram at Terraform Development. Hey, you all. This is Carl from Carl and J-Man Save the World podcast. If you are listening to us from the Anchor website or the Anchor app, let me tell you about it. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Now, there's even an option where you can add Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you create. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go ahead and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Good afternoon, good evening out there, Hopi land and all the surrounding areas. My name is Carl and this is my best friend, J-Man. What's going on out there? It is a beautiful day today, although it is a scorcher. I think that uh, what I thought were clouds outside look like uh, smoke. And so I have no idea where that's coming from. Hopefully it's not new fires. No, actually. Because if you recall that the state of Arizona was on fire uh, just about two weeks ago. Yeah. I, I just learned that this fire is from Oregon coming down from the Really? North. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So it's traveling southwards. Wow. And so it's clouding up all of our skies. And so it, what looks like overcast right now is actually a sky full of smoke. And uh, we're back. We're back with a new episode. And so I think that, you know, we've actually, I'd like to announce that we accomplished another milestone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we did. achieved 40,000 plus downloads. 40,000 plus downloads. I mean, that is a huge milestone in itself because it just thanks everybody for listening to us. And it it's, it's a, it's a mile marker where we can say that thank you listeners out there for continued support. Thank you for all the contributions that you have given us throughout this, this whole year. And we want to thank you by, you know, cause we are almost done with our, our fifth season. 
Big thank you to all the listeners out there. Big shouts out to all of our Circle of 30 Pack contributors, our sponsors over the previous five seasons. Anybody else that has supported us, slapped our stickers, our faces in numerous places throughout the reservation and parts of Arizona. We thank you for that support. And uh, those numbers are our downloads that's um, gathered through Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Does not include our YouTube numbers. And speaking of YouTube, you know, I learned this morning that a big chunk of season five was not on YouTube. And I think that I mentioned prior that we had been pretty busy, but I I gave Carl a big tongue lashing this morning because uh, I had to educate my colleague here on some business (laughs) ethics, you know, the responsibilities of putting your product where you say that you're going to put it and not just doing it when you want to. And so hopefully, you know, he got the message. And so apologize to you all if uh, for those of you that may listen to our podcast primarily on YouTube, but uh, Carl will get his ass in gear, and, you know, hopefully to uh, rectify. I, that issue. I am a busy man, so I, I have responsibilities. He has responsibilities to his vlogs, his uh, <laughs> various Japanese my, uh, my mail nin- order companies, my, nin- so my he- ninja, my ninja, uh, my ninja, or whatever my taekwondo is uh, is taking out most his, of my time. his ninja subscriptions, and so he decided <laughs> that he wanted to prioritize that. Of above and be all before the podcast. So, uh, you know, we, we had a little, we, we had it out, you know, I made him cry a couple of times. And so, <laughs> that is not true. So hopefully that gets changed. And then, you know, we, our, our last episode, you know, we talked about bullying. And, oh yeah. And I, I think that we ranted so much on our childhood experiences that we didn't really get to talk about a lot of what we thought we were going to talk yeah. about, you know, because we kind of went off on some of our traumas and some of the things that happened to us when we were children because there were some things that I kind of also wanted to talk about in talking about bullies and their practices of targeting the weaker and so you know it kind of develops this perception in my mind that bullies are probably actually in reality some of the biggest pussies in the world but you know that's just <laughs> and, uh, that's just an opinion that comes from me and then we also had our bonus episode which we talked about um, the upcoming tribal elections and uh, so for those of you that haven't listened to our bonus episode yet about our Hopi tribal elections that is out right now and um, it's funny because you know there was a proclamation that was made online by one of the listeners and, you know, challenging Carl's uh, statements that he made about women being able to participate or not. And so uh, Carl can, uh, you, for, for those of you that are listening out there, it really is up to you whether you want to believe Carl or not or do your own research. research because anytime Carl tells me anything, uh, I always choose to do my own research. And and Because I don't know about, you know, <laughs> Carl sometimes. And, you know... People don't care about the political world anyway, so it just kind of shows you that uh, whoever wins the tribal elections is not going to, it's not going to uh, make a difference. It's not going to make any sort of change to the Hopi tribe here. So it just goes to show you that Hopis just don't really care. 
Well, thank you for making that asinine comment because then that leads me into another thing that I wanted to bring up. Okay. Is that, you know, because on our little tracker, it does show that, you know, how many unique downloads that we get and that we've actually got quite a lot of new listeners to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So we got quite a lot of new listeners to the podcast. And so if you're listening to us all for the very first time, we thank you for coming in on this journey with us. And, you know, it's kind of, I always like to, you know, do a refresher, you know, kind of talking about what our podcast is about and kind of some of the things that we talk about basically you know at the end of the day at the bottom line it's two hope you guys talking out of their asses <laughs> but definitely much. you know coming with two different perspectives and it was, it was a thought that I had throughout the day because then you know in preparation for today's episode that I was listening to another native slash indigenous podcast out there and just kind of you know thinking about what it is that they were saying about the topic which is very uh parallel with what we're going to talk about today in that you know you and i i think that you know we make we, we make up this kind of this uh i, I guess odd odd couple team yeah because yeah. we definitely give different perspectives you you're more on the uh the closed-minded inside the village perspective and i'm the one that's had the college experience and so you know i kind of come <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more with truths and facts and you know your your opinions are more a little, relevant a little to the conversation <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you about yeah. let me tell you about this poll that we did on uh, instagram here there were two polls for once um one was with uh, who is the godfather of the podcast and it shows that i am the pod godfather of the podcast the podfather the podfather and it show and another um Another one was that uh, the uh, who would be a, more suited to be a tribal chairman, and you all voted for me to be the tribal chairman. So, which means that the people out there have spoken that I'm a more suitable uh, person to look up to. Well, I think that that Instagram poll specifically <laughs> relating to the tribal chairman is very, um, I, I guess, a true representation of, of how we do think about politics to a degree that it doesn't matter <laughs> how much more skilled, more educated, more experienced, more developed leader that a person is, is that, you know, the people will always vote for their jackass cousin, <laughs> regardless of, you know, what, who may be the better person for the job. <laughs> and, and so, you know, for, for the new listeners out there, you know, we really do bring two different perspectives to the podcast, which I think is great because then, you know, oftentimes that in a lot of different podcasts or a lot of different discussion areas that there really only is one perspective that's pushed. But we like to bring two different sides to the podcast. Oh, yeah. And like I said, mine is a little bit more educated, factual, and Carl's uh, opinions are more anecdotal. And uh, let's throw uh, the macaroni against the wall and see if it sticks types of theories. Um, but you know, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. Yes. I know that this is a very long introduction and, <laughs> and that's my fault. And also, in a way, it's kind of me stalling because then, you know, we're talking about something that neither you or I are very um, are are very, uh, I, I guess, um, antiquated to this whole, uh -huh, yeah. Uh -huh. And, and, and so, you know, that's kind of why we're having these conversations, <laughs> but before we get into the main part of the topic that I'd like to give some shout outs, I'd like to give us some shout outs to our newest members of our 30 pack of circle givers. And I'd like to give a huge shout shout out to Dion Sania, Navamsa designs. And I am sorry, I will mess this up. Aaron Mick Emrys, 
I believe is how it's pronounced. And then also too, like to give some shout outs to some podcasts out there. Your boy J-Man was featured on a couple of podcasts very recently. Shout out to, again, you know, our buddies on the Navajo side of the reservation, actually on the Urban Phoenix side of the Navajo reservation. Your auntie's favorite podcast uh-huh. featured J-Man. And, you know, we were talking about the Phoenix Suns and, you know, some more uh, Nestitaha stuff, I guess, because, you know, that, <laughs> that's what the boys over there in Phoenix like to talk about and like to give a big shout out to my fraternity brother. Michael Bowler and the Just Because podcast, the Human Experience podcast. I was also featured on that podcast very recently. And so that episode is out and just like to give a shout out to to uh, Breaking the Game podcast, which is the other podcast that I've been featured on uh, a few times surrounding sports. And so uh, now's your opportunity, Carl, to mention those podcasts that feature you. Yeah, there's nothing out there. That's why that long pause was out there. <laughs> crickets, crickets. And then also to a big reminder that we are on KTNN. Yeah, we are on KTNN. We are featured on KTNN. And so big shouts out to them. We did record our monthly episode for them. I think it was about two weeks ago. Yeah, about two weeks ago. And so we had, you know, kind of another discussion. Thank you guys for all of your your donations and your uh, your contributions and everything and uh with with j-man's uh upbringing his fame you're welcome j-man because i am making you famous i was already famous before so i'm just kind of giving you a shout out for you know you should give me a shout out give me a shout out thank you thank you i really appreciate that and i like i would like to give you a shout out i'd like to take this opportunity to give you a huge shout out carl because me sitting next to you makes (laughs) me sound so much smarter makes me sound so much more (laughs) analytical about today's uh uh, uh, histories and worldviews and perspectives and you know i definitely could not do that without a co-host like you <laughs> well, f- you man, f- you man. <laughs> Big shout out to, to all our guests out there because sitting next to you does make me look a lot tougher. So, uh, thank you, Carl. I really appreciate it. Well, you know what? You you know what? Go on to the other podcast. Yeah, I'm going to start my old pod. We're going to have more fun without you and all, all that stuff. So. so tune in next week for Carl's <laughs> podcast, Fun with Photography. But, <laughs> but until that gets off the ground, which I expect that it won't, uh, today we're going to be talking about fashion. Yeah, we're going to be talking about fashion. I know it's a weird subject that two guys have no sense of fashion, although I look good in anything that I wear. If you look at my Instagram photos, I'm an Instagram model. I I have that Instagram face, no filters whatsoever. I look good in any type of fashion. So when you hear that word fashion, what what first comes to your mind? Um I mean like like the runway. Like yeah. Yeah, like like fashion Vogue, Vogue runway. The, the only fashion show you probably watch is the Victoria's the Victoria, Secret. You, you know they're not making the Victoria's Secret uh fashion anymore. Oh really? The reason why is they because got canceled, huh? the reason why is all these uh you know fat girls are not you know <laughs> because they're not they're not one to uh be on the runway, so they're making all the skinny girls get off the stage and say that hey, beauty matters with I'm fat. You have to be fat too. 
I hope nobody out there takes any offense to uh, what Carl's saying because, you know, I, I, I'm not one to fat shame, but, you know, b- between Carl and I, we're both probably on the plus <laughs> side over of the weight that we both should be. So, um, but um, I, I, I guess, I guess, you know, like that, like when you think about fashion, you think about those types of things yeah. about the models, the runways and uh, New York City. And uh, what is that one show called with uh, the Devil Wears Prada? Yeah, th- that type of thing. And um, but, you know, the uh, as I mentioned that I was listening to a podcast prior to us recording just to get some ideas of like, what the hell can we talk about when it comes to fashion? But then, you know, I think that because we think about fashion as this real, I guess, in a way, like like a real famous or real expensive or real much higher level in terms of fashion but i guess fashion can be broken down all the way down to like our everyday wear see uh, the the way that fashion was brought up was probably because of how we dress differently rather than the normal dress to wear that we we dress in normal society like um like back in you know yonder times is that only the the rich and the the wealthy wore uh, the the famous clothes, the nice clothes, the, the the you know the paintings. If you see the paintings, they're they're dressed in the attire of wealthy and famous, and that was considered the fashionable. And you know you they never depict the the poor side of it because they're poor. Nobody wants to see that in society, and that's the reason why fashion today is such a, a such a controversy because of how we see fashion today is that not a lot of us can afford that type of clothing not a lot of us can afford that type of lifestyle so that's why we watch like you know the runways victoria's secret models and stuff is because it gives us that sense that this is part of how we see you know uh, the famous the rich and the wealthy and we want to be like that and so that's, I guess that's how fashion is. I think that's a pretty good point. I mean, you know, like, because uh, nobody talks about how the poor dress, yeah. like you just said. Yeah. And so like thinking, speaking of the poor, let's, let's take you back a little bit and think back to our, our younger years. Uh, when, when, at what point in your life did you care about the type of clothes you dress? Because I think that for a lot of us as kids, right? Like it was always mom or soul yeah, that yeah. pulled out your clothes and laid it out for you. And so, you know, once you took your bath, then, you know, they had the clothes there and you didn't care Yeah, you didn't what care. they picked out. You know what I mean? I'd be wearing pants that were probably six inches above where my ankle was. <laughs> basically wearing caprice and I didn't care that that's what I was wearing or, you know, wearing real goofy t-shirts that, um, you know, so I, I think about some of the shirts that my kids wear today, you know what I mean? Like, uh, so thinks I'm cool yeah, yeah. or, you know, shirts like that. And so you really didn't care, but it, it does, you do get to a point in your life where you actually do care about the clothes that you wear. And I, I think that that's probably a testament to how we see the clothes that we wear. It's almost a reflection of how we want to uh, promote our identity as yeah. to the people. It's a way of how we want to show of a part of who we are to the world based upon the clothes that we wore. Based upon the culture that we see, the mainstream culture. Or, or, or things yeah. that we're interested in. Yeah, see, because when I was in fifth and sixth grade, around seventh grade as well, too, um, you were wearing what clothes? <laughs> 
Yes, that's true. I was the reason why is because I wanted Jinko jeans. You know the ones that the you know I bag, see baggy ass. Yeah, jeans. you know ICP wears. You could probably yeah. fit two people. <laughs> into those pants and i i was like man those are so cool it's like those are so cool and i was like i want to i need to wear those pants and so i was like you know um not being not being in the right mind you know being a mush head child uh during those 90s years um one of my friends, he suggested, he's like, yeah, wear your dad's pants. You know, it's like they're baggy enough. And because baggy pants back then were cool because all the rap stars wore baggy pants. All the rap stars wore like, you know, clothes that were twice their size. And that was cool. Their hat had to be backwards. And I needed to copy that. I was like, that was the fashion part of it. And so I snuck into Kwa's drawer one night and I said, OK, you know, wear Kwa's pants, you know. <laughs> and uh, I was wearing Kwa's pants and they, they were you know, too big for me. I had to wear, you know, the, the belt buckle. I had to make a new hole in the belt just to, <laughs> just to get get it in there, you know, get the get the, the loop there going. And, uh, you know, and I thought that was so cool. I thought it was so cool wearing Kwa's pants, Kwa's jeans and stuff like that. And he got mad at me because he thought that I was going to wear, uh, you know, uh, ruin his his favorite jeans. It backfired on you because Kwa was the bus driver. <laughs> yeah, the Kwa school was that the, you went to. Kwa was the bus driver, so. And then he picked you up and, and he, he went on the bus <laughs> and he saw you wearing his clothes. Yeah, it had the the outline of the his wallet on the backside. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Kiona, Hopi Relief volunteer and board member. Hopi Relief is a grassroots, Hopi-led nonprofit organization founded to provide relief services, food boxes, and essential supplies to Hopi tribal members throughout the COVID-19 pandemic and beyond. Our focus is to uplift the Hopi community by empowering our people to create homegrown solutions to challenges we face. We are supported by the generosity of like-minded individuals and organizations who simply want to help. You can get involved by following us on social media, sharing our story, or donating on our website, www.hopirelief.org. We are at Hopi Relief on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah, so that's uh, that was one thing. So I, you know, the fashion, I guess we've always had that sense of fashion. We always wanted to copy our idols. We wanted to always copy somebody that... That look cool because if they're cool and they have all the fame and fortune and everything, you want to be like that. And Hopi is no stranger to that. Even today, Hopi doesn't. Uh, Hopi just wants to be part of like the mainstream world. Mainstream, exactly. Yeah. And so, like when I think about back in you know my adolescence and when I got to that age to where I wanted to uh, choose my own clothes, yeah. you know, buy my own clothes so that I could look cool for the girls at school. That you know, I really did dress in a way that reflected the the music that I listened to, the hip hop culture. Yeah, I wore a lot of K Swiss, bought a lot of uh, pants from uh, <laughs> uh, dating myself right here from Miller's Outpost. You know, <laughs> for some of you y- younger <laughs> listeners out there, it changed into Anchor Blue and like that. I wore baggy ass pants like baggy pants and then because that was part of the culture that you wore big clothes I think that you know that was uh, you wore two sizes above what your actual size was and so I would wear real baggy t-shirts usually from companies like uh, Sean John or uh, Vocal um, Fat Farm were some of the the shirts that I used to wear Fat Farm FUBU and and 
and I'd I'd wear like big hats. I'd yeah. wear like big baseball hats that had uh, where my ears could fit inside the hat <laughs> because that that's how most of the rappers you know wore wore their hats on. Um, in the music videos and sometimes you know I had a buddy and he would buy like do-rags you know the do-rags oh, that, that go on top of your head and so I would always get one from him and then we'd be wearing our do-rags with our baseball hats so, on, on top of the do-rags you didn't have cornrows and then <laughs> try, trying to tan extra during the summertime to turn our skin black so we could really be reflective of you know the people that we were trying to dress like but that that that's kind of you know kind of uh, I, I guess an eye into the past in terms of how I dressed and I, I think that that was kind of like really um, common for a lot of people that it was the way that you dressed was always a reflection of primarily the music that yeah. you listened yeah. to and so I think that in your teenage years that that was always a big part of your life was the music and so that that's kind of how I dressed back then and then like like going into contemporary times you're wearing uh, a t-shirt Oh, with yeah. uh, what looks like a Japanese man holding the camera, well, holding a camera, and then you're wearing uh, no pants because of how hot it is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you know, I guess, I guess the the whole fashion idea um, was, ref- yeah, like what you said, was reflected because of how mainstream society was portrayed back in those days, and even today, uh, a lot of the fashion is through social media, like uh, TikTok, uh, Instagram, social media influencers. Yeah, and and they wear like um, like uh, what were what those stretchy pants called now? The remember the girls wear that spandex, now? spandex, yeah, spandex. Yeah, and a lot of girls wear that because. You know the that's they, what Kylie yeah, Jenner wears. Yeah, because of or you know people folks like that. Yeah, folks like that wear it, and a lot of girls do the same thing as well too. Mm-hmm. And that it's it's the same way with guys too. Like you know, they're now it's portrayed as like you know being rustic, being more dapper, being more uh, gentleman like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know it, it's interesting though to see how a person's fashion sense transforms. Yeah, yeah. As they get older, because now like like me, I'm in my mid thirties, and then you know we were just talking about how we dress in our teenage years. That I do wear clothes that fit now. Yeah. And so like right now, you know, I've always been a fan of the Air Force Ones. And, you know, I think that that's something that (laughs) I think you can take with you well into your older (laughs) years. And so that's what I'm wearing now. Some polo pants. I got a state 48 shirt. But I I think it also really depends, too, because because like you mentioned it before at the very beginning, you talked about how where your place is in this financial ladder how that really depends, how that really, I guess, dictates how you dress yeah. and your ideas of fashion. Because then if you're somebody that, you know, is probably living paycheck to paycheck, doesn't have a whole lot of money in a savings account, you know, maybe doesn't even have a savings account that you're probably not concerned a whole lot no. with things like uh, labels and brands no. and, and that type of thing. No. But then when you're somebody that has a little bit extra money to spend, then you might be a little bit more queevier where you care about the types of products that you buy. Like like me, I had to make mention that my pants are polo jeans. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it, it really does become that because then I think that when you can afford to dress a little sharper, yeah, then, you know, you're going to do that. And so, you know, I think that that's kind of, I guess, when you get older to where you're making your own money, 
and you're buying money on your yourself and then plus if you have a family you got your family to spend on too that that really dictates how you're gonna dress yeah exactly i mean like you know be me being a single person is that i don't really care how i look i, I wear i wear sweatpants to work and I'm right now. I'm wearing slippers. Right He's now. He's not lying. He wears sweatpants <laughs> I wear, every single day. I wear sweatpants and I wear slippers to work. And thank God, Soul washes those every <laughs> single day. Because otherwise, I don't think I'd be able ne- be able to sit next to you. <laughs> she doesn't wash them. I wash them now. So. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think that though that this idea of wanting to represent yourself with what you wear, I yeah. think that's something that kind of sticks with you. Yeah. Because then like if you were to look into your closet, like you're wearing a shirt right now with oh, a, yeah. a guy holding a camera. And because I know you, I know that you're into photography. Yeah. I know that to a degree you're into like the Asian and the Oriental yeah, culture. Yeah. And so, you know, you're showing that off by the t-shirt that you're wearing. If you were to look into my closet today, you'd see a lot of Phoenix Suns shirts. Yeah. You'd see Arizona Cardinals shirts. You'd see a lot of professional wrestling shirts <laughs> that I buy from ProWrestlingTees.com. Shout out to them if you'd like to sponsor us. Uh, shoot us an email. Um, and, and so, you know, I think that that carries over with, you know, a lot of folks that they want to be uh, some sort of walking billboard representation yeah, that's what for I was something that you're into. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, you know, how we how we de- depict ourselves and how we how we want others to view us as way. Mm-hmm. And it also makes us um, look like a certain person that we want you to agree with. See, see us. Yeah, as he is as. And and it's like, uh, you know, if, if I like cats and if I like dogs or if I like, you know, parrots, I would like wear something in that order or if I would wear something in that, in that fashion there. And I would talk about like, you know, oh, this is what I like. This is what I don't like and stuff like that. It's all about how a person feels and a person wants to, um, show themselves as, and a lot of people out there want to do that. Everybody wants to be individuals. Everybody wants to be unique. And you guys are, you guys are like that. Everybody wants to be that. And you guys are doing it because every one of you out there is unique in your own way, is unique in your own fashion. Even though you wear the same product as, as you know, uh, J-Man and I, you have that, you have a different sense of fashion that will go along with it that nobody else has. And that, I guess that's how fashion works. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could, I think I could agree with that. And so, you know, talking about fashion, there was another component about fashion that I definitely wanted to get into because then there's now in this contemporary time, there's this idea of native fashion. Uh which I guess is something that's um, I guess it points to folks that uh, claim this native indigenous heritage identity that want to get into the fashion business and want to create uh, fashion lines that are reflective of native indigenous cultures, native indigenous symbolisms and things like that. Because then definitely when you think about the Hisat time, when you think about the long, long ago, that our people were clothes back in those days. And that, you know, we learn a little bit of what type of clothes that they wore and what some of, maybe if there was some sort of significant meaning yeah. behind some of the clothing that they wore back then. Because then, you know, we've mentioned some of those clothing that uh, folks have wore. Like, so you think about on the women's side, because I think that they probably wore the most clothes yeah. back back in the long, long ago. And so, you know, they wore something called a, a panel kwasa, yeah, which is, uh, I guess, a standard black dress 
that most women wear and it's open to the to the right shoulder right yeah and then you know it's pretty much just black but then it has this embroidery yeah the symbol that's, yeah it's red and green and then you know as kids you learn that that actually means something yeah and then you know some other things that they wear too is the the ete'e, which i guess is a cape that's white and on the edges it's black and red and blue yeah black red and dark blue yeah and so that's probably something that's worn more in i i guess uh uh a special occasion type of setting. Yeah. And so, you know, you wouldn't have a young girl wear a nete'e all the time or a woman wearing a nete'e all the time, only during certain, certain occasions. occasions. Yeah, And then the shoes. And then the shoes is something that you've mentioned before, which is the women's white shoes, Yeah, which is all white, a little black on the very bottom of the foot. And then it has wraps that completely wraps around the women's legs. Yeah. And and so you know that's kind of what some of the women's fashion was, but because back in those days that that was pretty much standard that you didn't see at the S that had special logos on them, <laughs> you know any any weaver that wove those clothing, they didn't weave their little symbol into no. the corner of it. So you know there wasn't any uh, Jimmy Choo's or uh, <laughs> Ralph Lauren's or you know Hopi uh, folks like that in in the world back then. Yeah. And so, you know, it was just something to, to produce for, for women to wear. And on the men's side, you know, we, we, were, we didn't wear a whole lot of clothes. Just, yeah, they just <laughs> we wear, wear a, like a loincloth. <laughs> during, the, during the summertime, during the that's summertime. basically all a man would yeah. wear is a loincloth. And then so, you know, you see a lot of those old-timey pictures with the Hopi men, mostly for the most part, pretty much naked except for that loincloth. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes you'd see them wearing the, the totis, the Hopi totis, the brown shoes, the brown moccasins. Yeah. And then... But I think that, you know, when you looked into the wintertime, then you'd see men wearing things like the white pants, the white pants that had a cut to, to on both sides of the uh, outer leg. Yeah. And then you just see different types of shirts that, that they, they would have. But there wasn't really, I guess, much of a significance to a lot of that back in those days. No, no. And, and you know, like back in the, those days, it was just uh, main clothing was just mainly for either warmth or for coverage, mm-hmm. pretty much. Mm-hmm. And with, it wasn't for things it wasn't, like representation. Yeah, it wasn't to represent identity. And but although, you know, the Hopi clothing is is very significant to other tribes out there. Like, you know, you were you were talking about the women and their their symbolism in their clothing and stuff. And and women, uh, you know, men have that same as well, too, where, you know, different shoes have different styles as well, too. Like, you know, you, we do have shoes that are meant for different occasions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some Air Jordans. Some Air Jordans. <laughs> uh, the, the pump. You remember the, the, the Reebok, Reebok, Reebok pumps? pumps? Yeah. <laughs> You know, I've always wanted those. You know I, mean? I never had them. Oh my god! I, I always them. wanted. I always, I always wanted. I always too. wanted Soul to buy me those Reebok <laughs> pumps. And I was like, so you know, buy me the the pump thing. You know, the pumps things blows up in your face. <laughs> and you know, I I but I guess like when it comes to like ceremony, then there's more clothing yeah. that's associated with ceremony because then if you go to any of your uh, flea markets or especially if you go to the festivals the the feasts in yeah. New Mexico you know where they, there is some sort of flea market associated with it that you might see a Hopi weaver selling Hopi dancing clothes Dan- like yeah attire bikuna, yeah which is our our version of a kilt yeah uh, which is part of the wear uh, a type of belt 
and then just a general guewa, which is red, so a real and green yeah, and black belt. Yeah, and then you know that's used to to tie everything together, and so you know you have those types of apparels too. But I guess really, you know, when I think about that type of fashion, I guess yeah, the, the I don't know what you would call it, the traditional fashion, yeah, or you know so, something like that, because then you see it a lot in this day and age where folks try to intertwine the contemporary with the traditional in a lot of different ways. But when you understand what a lot of that symbolism on some of the traditional clothing, what they mean, and even the colors of what those traditional clothing, what that's supposed to represent, then I think that's kind of where you might see um, kind of a butting of the heads yeah, in regards yeah. to trying to blend the contemporary with traditional. And, you know, I think that we're very fortunate that there are individuals still out here on the reservation that know what that symbolism means, that knows what those colors mean, and to share that information about the significance of why our traditional clothing was designed in the way that in, it is. Because then, you know, in this day and age, and I think that it actually came up in one of our episodes that uh, one of our guests spoke about, you know, sometimes that, you know, there's a blending of two different cultures together yeah. because a lot of our people are, you know, quote unquote, mixed blood Indians and, you know, part Hopi and part of another tribe or part of another culture that you did mention that in some instances that people look down upon blending Hopi with something else that we might consider not Hopi. Yeah, yeah. You know, like uh, there, I, th I believe that on uh, Facebook, there is a guy, I think he's from your village or from Upper Village or something like that. But he is selling dresses that are contemporary dresses mm -hmm. that are made exactly how they're supposed to be made. You know, the black uh, dress for the girls and they have, but they're, the, the, the colors on them are different. Oh. Yeah, the colors on them, for like for the string, mm -hmm. little border on there purple and orange yeah like purple and orange or like uh, black and silver yeah like all these di weird different colors Red and, white. and and on the side of their dress you see embroidered and green for the cheese heads <laughs> and on the side of the on the dress you see the embroidered designs on them and girls love it girls love that because it's fashionable it, it's something different than other than just the black and the, the green and the red it still looks hopey yeah and it still looks hopey but then it comes to where that controversy comes in is that that's not Hopi. That can't be Hopi anymore because you change the outlook of how a real Hopi dress looks like. And, you know, you change the meaning of it. And, you know, it, it has that, that, that controversy to say that, why are you making that if that's not real Hopi style there? You know, Hopi clothes should stay Hopi in that fashion sense. And I think that another big one, too, is uh, our traditional belts. Our oh, yeah. Us, yeah. Because, you know, the traditional belt color is blue. I'm, I'm sorry. It's red, 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 green and black. Yeah. Just those three colors. Yeah. Red, green and black. But now you have weavers that make them in all different kinds of colors. Yeah. Purple and orange, green and white, maroon and gold. Yeah. To support, you know, all of these <laughs> other things that we're into. And so, you know, I, I actually did hear a presenter that uh, for, for something that I'm involved with. And he was talking to us. He was lecturing us about the significance, about the different designs that are within those guewas. And he was lecturing us about the reasoning, reasoning as to why 
Those colors are intertwined in the traditional belts, the red, the green, and the black. Yeah. And he spoke out, you know, and said that, you know, I know that there are these weavers that make them different colors now. And he said that if you're going to wear a belt in ceremony, don't use those belts that are different color. Wear the red, green, and black belts yeah. if you're going to yeah. participate in ceremony. And so, you know, that was kind of a lecture that he gave to us. But then if you go to any of our ceremonies these day and ages, you see dancers wearing the maroon and gold belts. Yeah. The green and white belts. Go Warriors. The... Uh, Blue and white belts. Yeah, for, yeah, and it, <laughs> it's it's a representation of you being Hopi, but it's you supporting a different cause with being Hopi as itself. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's how I guess that's how I kind of see it. But is it okay for other people to make that type of style? Sure, it's okay. It's okay to do that because it just kind of gives you that option to say that you are an artist with this type of textile here. You are a, a person that wants to be named for something that says that oh okay yeah you make the belts with the asu colors on there Mm -hmm. or the nau colors on there Mm -hmm. and and you know it it just kind of kind of shows you that hopi's evolved to where hopi fashion should change should change not for themselves but for like the the idea of how hopi should be seen by itself like that and so you know it's it's weird to see you know, a, a person that is doing like ceremonies is that, you know, having having all the, you know, dancers wear traditional outfits and then you have like maybe two or three wearing a different type of style uh, belt or, you know, um, uh, dress on. We're wearing a belt with all the colors of the rainbow on it <laughs> during Pride Month. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it is weird. It is weird to see that because you, you kind of know in the back of your mind that, uh, you know, that's not how it's supposed to go. That's not how I seen it in the in the books. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's not what the Kate Corey's picture depicted. <laughs> but, you know, the argument that you're that you're making about in terms of Hopi evolving. Yeah. And taking in new concepts, taking in new ideas that this podcast that I told you that I listened to prior to us recording because it was a podcast about native fashion. Uh-huh. And the podcasters were talking about this idea of of what we consider quote unquote traditional because then when you start to delve in things that are outside of Hopi which is very often pretty much every day pretty much every day and so their argument was exactly that that our ancestors as they progressed and you know lived their lives that there were points where they probably did bring in new ideas oh yeah to where they did bring in new materials to to create certain things and so that you know our ancestors probably progressed constantly evolving and bringing in new ideas and bringing in new materials and then you know kind of changing what their perceptions was as time went on And so that I definitely do think that that is true. And I definitely do think that this day and age of Hopi, that we are also being involved with helping our culture to evolve and to bring in new things and to, in in a a lot of ways, changing this idea of what we think Hopi is. And then, you know, fashion is definitely a part of that. And so in this day and age, like when you're on Facebook, when you're on Instagram, you know, checking out all the pretty girls and, you know, harding all, yeah. all, all the pictures yeah. that you do see within this universe of social media 
of people trying to incorporate the contemporary with the traditional where you might see and usually you see it with with girls that you know they'll be wearing like a, a cuesa yeah with a, a contemporary dress yeah and then maybe they have their brown hopitotis on and but you know i think that in terms of how we dress ourselves with our traditional wear because you know we do our the households here in our reservations and on our villages they definitely do promote when it's appropriate to wear a certain type of article of traditional clothing and if you're gonna mix it with something else and then so i remember you know one of our guests she she told us that you know i'll never wear my traditional hopi shoes with jeans yeah because that's what we're taught that that's wrong yeah and i think that i've heard that message communicated quite often with a lot of uh, hopi girls saying that you know i've always told that never wear my hopi shoes with jeans because you know in the eyes of our society that that's wrong but then you look at other cultures and you and primarily you know the culture that i'm thinking about is navajo yeah that you do often a lot of times see navajo girls wearing their what their traditional women shoes are with jeans yeah, yeah and so you know really this idea of fashion and what's allowable and how we blend it with contemporary and traditional differs from tribe to tribe to tribe and so you know there's definitely a lot of different aspects in terms of of how that goes and then you know even if you were to look at my social media account too that when i graduated with my master's degree that i wore my my cotesome which is, you know, my headband. Yeah. And I wore that in place of my uh, graduation cap. I don't even know what, what the <laughs> appropriate name for that is. But, you know, that's something I wore. And like yours, like like the huge argument that you had <laughs> in a previous episode, that that is a very common practice by our people that whether they're graduating from high school, getting a college degree, getting a master's degree or any type of uh, higher, higher degree, that they do will often wear their traditional uh clothing regalia i like to say regalia it's a funny <laughs> word to me but they'll wear that type of use you know the world they're hoping yeah use. yeah underneath their gowns or you know sometimes i've seen it to where they don't even wear the gown and they're just wearing their, their traditional traditional outfit. Yeah. outfit with the with the graduation cap and so you know that 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 practice is definitely pretty prevalent and popular out there you know i'm gonna still make that argument is that you know uh that should not be in schools <laughs> especially during graduation time you know i i i appreciate that you're trying to make yourself look indian in a way where to in a bahana setting but you went to a bahana school to learn bahana things so you should graduate in a bahana way i mean if you were if if Hopis were to develop their own style of teaching or their own style of our school, our own educational, our own educational institution here with our own way of teaching, our own way of doing things out here, then yes, it would be okay. It would be appropriate for us to wear something like that. But if you're going to a white man's school to learn white man's things like that, you should graduate in a white man's attire. Well, I did graduate with an American Indian Studies degree, Carl. So uh, for, forgive me being, for being indigenizing taught, myself. Be, being taught, being in, taught by in, a white man. <laughs> in a colonizer's institute. But, you know, I, I, I don't doubt that there are folks out there that share your opinion. And I, I think that, you know, the guests that you had this huge argument with, you know, the argument is that carrying your identity oh, yeah, everywhere yeah. you go. And I, I think that that is the the popular argument for that is, is carrying our identities where we go. Because then, you know, we, we are Hopi. We're, we're oh, yeah. 
wherever we are, you know, like we're in Flagstaff, Phoenix, down in Tucson, wherever we are, that we are Hopi. But, you know, I guess that debate's up for another day. And uh, unfortunately, we are running out of time. You know, you can be Hopi, but I don't have to prove that I'm Hopi to you. So I know that I'm Hopi. Are you? I am Hopi. I don't know about that. (laughs) But anyway, you know, thank you for listening to this episode here. We appreciate you all for giving us the contributions that you are giving us. I didn't know that Hopis wear sweatpants every day. Yeah, actually, that's traditional attire. I have my, uh, (laughs) the the mark on there has a, you know, deep meaning on there. So (laughs) the mark on there, you mean your skin marks? The stains on there have deep meaning on there. (laughs) You know, toilet paper is the white man's. That's not Hopi. (laughs) Go bathe down at the springs, wash. <laughs> all your thisna comes off. <laughs> That's where all the arsenic's coming from. Is <laughs> Exactly. But all right. Well, thank you again for listening to Carl and J-Man. You know, if you guys want to uh, donate something or if you want to become the contributor, go to anchor.fm slash cjpodcast85 to become our monthly donor. It's only $4 or $9 a month. And you guys can uh, help us out by making us uh, make more content for you. Or if you want to just donate a dollar or more, go to buymeacoffee.com slash cjpodcast to donate $1 or more. Thank you all for listening to us. And, you know, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, I'd like to say YouTube, but uh, one half of us here has really been dropping the ball lately. But I if am you a are busy man listening so. to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, Google Podcasts, don't forget to give us that five star review. That helps us out a lot to uh, push up our podcast through the mentions for people that are looking for podcasts and YouTube. I'm sorry, but Carl has failed you. And so uh, hopefully we'll be back on YouTube <laughs> soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it will be soon. And and so uh, like and subscribe, uh, send us an email if you have any episode ideas at cjpodcast85 at gmail.com. And just like to uh, thank you all again for helping us reach this milestone of 40,000 downloads. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Carl and J-Man Save the World Podcast. My name is Carl, and this is my best friend, J-Man. So long, quack, quack.